Well, hello. Welcome to the Bold Men's Podcast. Oh, yeah. Sitting around the table today, we've got Larry Hyler. Hey, guys. Joseph Graves. Back in the seat. John Welch. We are sitting here. We are going to be in Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through the end of the chapter through the book. Yeah. Uh, so Colossians 4, 2 through the end of the chapter. Feel free to pause this recording, read that passage, and then come back and join us. Man, that was a great introduction. I'll tell you, you what. It fantastic. gets better each time. Each time, man. It's like we're pros. <laughs> like excellence, I'm telling you. Uh, so we are in Colossians chapter 4. Last time we were uh, speaking on rules for Christian households. Now, you may or may not have heard that podcast yet for various reasons, but uh, it's coming your way. So, uh, But this week, we are uh, looking at the final wrap-up for the book, where he's going to, uh, Paul's going to make some comments and instruction. He's going to give his final uh, greetings to the people he loves and knows uh, that are there in Colossae. And uh, it, it's been a rewarding book. Yeah. You know, Colossians is such a power-packed, you know, condensed narrative of how to live your life as a Christian in Jesus Christ. And uh, I've truly enjoyed this study, and I hope you all have too that are listening because uh, it means a lot mm-hmm. to be in the Word. Right. So let's start in verse 2 of chapter 4. He says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may, that I may make it clear which is now or which is how I ought to speak. So... Um, such a neat thing it, there. It really is, isn't it? Uh, an, an interesting way to speak. Yeah. So, so he starts off, he says, continue in prayer, steadfastly in prayer. Mm-hmm. Listen, Christian man that's listening, uh, nothing you do will be successful or accomplish its goals if you're not covering it in prayer. And that's one of the lessons we see throughout Paul's life and his ministry. It's the, it's, it's the power of prayer. We see this in the life of Jesus as well, the importance of prayer. Now, here's the thing. In our lives, often, we we fall short in that aspect because we get busy. But as, uh, Larry, who's the missionary who said, uh, I've got too much to do to... To not pray? To not pray, yeah. Is it George Mueller? George Mueller. Yeah, yeah George yeah. Mueller. Yeah, that's right. Uh, He's a man of prayer. How, how'd, that, how'd that phrase go? Somebody uh, said, hey, hey, we've got so much going on today. And he says, listen, I've we, got so we, much to do. We have to, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. 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 All, how, how could we go through it without without, and, without prayer? And I think yeah. what you said, John. Yeah. Uh, he depended pa- on prayer so much for every not only Paul single, but thing. it goes back to the next guy, his master. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, you know, this yeah. life of Jesus tells you he, you know, like today, well, we're leaving, but you got all this. Do- no, no yeah. we're leaving. Yeah. Father said, go. I, I know there's sick people. I know there's stuff. Yeah. But God, the Father. And that's from that early morning rising up, going out mm-hmm. and praying, seeking yeah. guidance. And boy, I'll tell you, we could learn so much from that. 
in our personal lives. So, so let's, let, let's unload that for just a moment. You're talking about when Jesus, uh, he had done this big missionary event, right? And, and then the next morning, he, he goes out and he's praying early in the morning. And his disciples say, hey, listen, yesterday was awesome, man. Now we can. Oh, let's go get Jesus. Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Oh, he's out there by himself praying. And so, you know, they've probably set up this big missionary event. They've got sick mm-hmm. people that need to be healed, and they've got hungry people that need to be fed, and all this stuff going on. And they say, Jesus, uh, we're ready for Come you. Come on, we got all this lined up We've for got you. all this lined up, but, you know. And, and Jesus right. says, actually, we've got to go. Sorry, I mean, guys. have you ever thought about that? Right. The, 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 the yeah. amount of people that weren't healed by Jesus. He stepped over people. Yeah, walking over people. I, like I mean, you know, around like, people. Wow, yeah. because yeah. he lived with such dependence on prayer. The father says, go, and he went. That's it. It was so important. He even said, I do only what I see my father Father doing. doing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He says, I only speak what I hear him speaking. Mm -hmm. I only do what I see him doing. So that's how interdependent he was on prayer. That was his only lifeline to the father. And and here's the thing, and we've talked about this before, but the resources that were available to Jesus are the same resources that are available to us. 100%. And prayer is one of the big ones there. So Paul says here, continue which implies um, uh, a previous pattern, right? Continue, right? right. I wouldn't say uh, to someone who's not praying to, to continue praying. Yeah. to in prayer, exactly, uh, right? So th- this is this is basic. This is bottom line. This is fa- foundational. Continue steadfastly in which prayer, which means in regularity, right? Steadfastly, yeah. Yeah. always continuing on, mm-hmm. not letting it wane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in earnest, th- there yeah. there seems to be this sense of urgency, right? Because he says, be watchful in it. Yeah. Be watchful with Notice what? That. Yeah. Be, be watchful in that time of prayer, right? B- b- yeah. Yeah. But specifically there, he says, be watchful in it with thanksgiving. Sure. Be thankful for the time you have. So often our prayers become, God, please do this. Please do this. Please do this. And we forget, oh, hallowed be their name. Thy, thy name. Yep. You know, uh, we forget to be, to be thankful and just praise God for who he is. Does you that know, make sense? You know, yes. Instead of just a request line, this is a, oh, God, you're awesome. You know, yes. th- and there, you was know. A, there was a time when the, every Jew, every good Jew, every morning, every meal, every conversation started with, blessed are you, O King, O God, oh, King yes. of the universe. Mm-hmm. Yes. For every meal. Every Jew every, would have ten, said that. Ten prayers that. a day. Yeah. Right in the Jewish yeah. culture, there's ten but, prayers a day. But see, blessed are you, O Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, king of the universe, that's giving praise, that's giving thanksgiving. Yes. And, I mean, we could learn so much from. Uh, Absolutely. But, you know, I think it's so interesting. You're you're right. The Jew knew how to pray. Yep. But there was something different about Jesus' prayers. Oh, yeah. You know they what I mean? The personal. The people saw that. Yeah, yeah, because the disciples said, Jesus. Listen, I mean, the John Watch prayer phrase, we've been praying all our life. We pray, we're good Jews. We pray 10 times a day, right? We know <laughs> prayer. But teach us how you pray. Yeah. That's different. There was something that, yeah. and, and Joe, like you said, it's because it was personal. As well, a man talks to a man, as a friend talks to a friend, as a father talks to a son, son talks to a father. That's what they saw in Jesus' life, and they're, oh, wow. But, John, that's what Jesus wants with us. That's right. He wants that personal conversation like you would ask a father for for a piece of bread, or, yeah. or you would. Jesus says, "What? which of you fathers, if your son asks him for a, uh, what was it, a piece a of lo- bread, yeah. you give him a, you uh, give him a, a snake. Or a stone, yeah. yeah. Uh, no. No. How much not. more does your Father in heaven want to bless you with, yeah. with the good things? And yeah. you know, he, was, he was trying to tell him, look, we love you. Yeah. 
Yeah. We lo- we don't hate you. We we're not trying and the Pharisees treated it like God was this you know untimely judge that was that hated everybody, yeah, right? Sure, and, yeah. And wanted to punish it and right. you have to do this this and this to not be punished and and the reality is Jesus wanted to give a gift. Yeah. And here it is. Here it is. And as you do it, do so with thanksgiving. Yes. It's not just bringing your petitions to the Lord. It's 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 being thankful for who He is and what He has done. It's Man. a yeah. it's a perspective there. And then um, He says, at the same time, while you do that, pray also for us for a very specific reason here that God may open a door for us, uh, uh, open a, open to us a door for the Word to declare the mystery of Christ on which I'm uh, in prison for. Right? Yeah. So a very interesting way to state that too. It's it's a little bit. You know, the Greek there is probably a little bit hard to understand for us, yeah. right? And and the ESV here really just puts it out the way it is, right? Mm-hmm. But he's asking for a door to be opened. Yeah, listen. And this, this language is very interesting because Paul uses it often in the book of Acts and, and whatnot. Larry, I don't know if you know much about God opening doors in mission fields, do you? I kind of do. <laughs> okay, but talk look, to us. Look, but look, look, where, look where he's at. And what he's been through, and what he's going through, and what does he ask for? <laughs> I, I need a nice coat. I'm freezing in here. Uh-huh. The rats nope. are chewing on my feet. Hey, pray, I need some sandals. Pray God releases me from prison. Yeah. I need some food. I need the no. brothers. To, no. <laughs> he's praying for an open door. Open for him door. To, do this more. Yeah, he wants to where are, you take know, it. I'm telling you guys, there's a lot of lessons, a lot of lessons here. And in I'm, Thanksgiving. Yeah, for the situation I'm in and where I'm at in my chains. I yeah. mean, goodness. Gracious. I mean, that really is a challenge. You know, in our world today, where Christianity doesn't face a lot of animosity. I, I, I mean, it's growing no, and growing and growing, but nothing like, like this. this no. You know what I mean? Like you, know, you we, might lose a friend. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might have somebody huff or puff because of whatever. Um, but we're not being thrown in jail yet, anyway, um, because of our faith. You know, speaking of open doors, me and Joni already have two times a week, starting two weeks ago, we're meeting regardless, the two of us, in our sunroom and praying for open doors in Tegucigalpa when we go this summer. Mm. Already praying for the people on the ground, praying for God's Word, praying for God's Spirit. We know He's already there, but just in preparation for the yeah. next six months. So when we get there, we're going to be, we're, you know, we're going to be looking and watching, and, and I know He's going to do a work. Yeah. You know, so... That I get that. I mean, I don't understand it, but I get it because that's what we're taught to do. Mm-hmm. So, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, yep. absolutely. It, Pray for door to be opened. So often our prayers are selfish. God bless me, free me, heal me, you know, all that. But it says the most important thing here, right? Uh, for Paul, is not any of those things of for that. him. For a door to be opened, so that the gospel, the mystery of Christ, yes. can be declared. What Guys, a challenge. The mystery of the Messiah. I, I've been kind of taking a tangential journey with Christ lately. Can you define that word? Tangential. So I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> I'm just uh, a dumb redneck. It, Sorry. <laughs> it's a line that kind of diverges off your normal path, but runs somewhat parallel to it. Okay. A tangent. It's, it's a tangent line yeah, get, okay. to, to what you normally run. So, in other words, you start off parallel and slightly diverge a little, so it's it's a different track. Normally, I've been uh, focusing on the word only, and and I still focus on the word. But I've been listening to a lot of testimonies of Christians that have uh, given 
a lot of insight into the, the, the holiness of the Father in heaven, the holiness of Christ, the love of Christ, just unbelievable love that he has for humanity. And it's really changed some of my perspective because so often as a Christian, I get pigeonholed into a certain way of thinking. And I don't, we don't really consider that there's a God in heaven that loves every single person on this earth. It's, it blows my mind to think that he sought after us, right? And <clears throat> the more I focus on the holiness of the Father in heaven, <clears throat> the more love I feel in my heart for the people around me. It's, yeah. it's there you go. been the most liberating thing for me. Just concentrating on the holiness of what's happening right now in heaven. And the Son sitting next to the Father and the Holy Spirit within us, it'll change your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it'd be a good study to do in the Bible, just the holiness. Be- because you start seeing people differently, you not do. as Larry Hyler who wronged me or Joe Schmo who, uh, you know, stole my cat or whatever. We don't, sorry, random, but we don't see them like that. We, you start seeing them as people who, who Christ died oh, for. Oh, he loves Everybody Man. so much. I mean, it's powerful. It's powerful. I mean, so much so he would just, he would completely pour himself out into a human form and suffer. I mean, truly suffer yeah. the, the, the judgment of a thief or a blasphemer. But, I mean, but even more than that, even more than that, his true suffering wasn't the beating on the cross no his no. true suffering wasn't the, the weight of the, sin the whip on, him. Uh, oh, on his back or you know going through his skin his true because many people suffered that faith sure the true suffering that christ but he was endured. the only one that suffered it righteously well i believe that i'm sure there were people who were crucified and beaten who were innocent of the crimes they maybe yeah uh, surely i mean that was like the ultimate punishment for Romans, though. Yeah. They were probably pretty... He probably caught them doing it. Yeah, but they did it all the time, right? Sure, political enemies. Yeah, yeah, political enemies, yeah. you know. Uh, sure. Um, uh, but, but nobody was innocent. No one's... Of... of sinfully innocent. But, he, but here's the thing. The, the true suffering that Christ endured wasn't on the cross. That's right. It wasn't from the cross and wasn't from the crucifixion. His true suffering was the wrath of God being poured out upon him. Because of the sin that was placed upon him on the cross, and, and I, and also, yes, you know, and also, but, guys, but had can't... it been an electric chair, it would have been that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, my point is, our theology of the cross. <laughs> yeah, we have to change. We have to get that right. We, we, right, we have to understand that that's the true not, punishment not... was was the weight of sin that was dealt yes. with. And let me tell you something. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And, and let me tell you another big factor. And I, I believe this sincerely. I, I have no idea. I heard you preach that a couple times. And I must. I was just so carried away, because I'd never. I think you said it was like a damn burst. Oh yeah. Pinpoint. On a pinpoint. Every sin ever committed. Bam. Instantaneously and, placed but upon. But then him. I thought about. Then I thought about not only that, and that's hard to just conceive. But his father turned his back mm. on him. His disciples turned their back on him. He had no one but his mother, Johanna. And another Mary that came to the cross during his crucifixion. Yeah. I mean, you know what rejection means. You've was been John reje- there? John was there, wasn't John, he? Oh, John was there. That's yeah. right. 
But I mean, good name. That's why I'm named after every every everything that he knew on. He's guys. He was human. Yeah, we have we can't yeah. forget that. Yeah, and, and so that, Paul here wants to be able to make this known. Clearly, mystery. He yes. wants to be able to speak this in a way that people will understand it. There's something else there. The mystery of Christ. Why do you think he uses that ter- that phrase, the mystery of Christ? I because think what we're just talking about. It's. It, it seems absurd, doesn't it? it I, uh, God's well, love being poured out so much on an innocent man. You're, the, How you're, could a man be redeemed? Anyone who's hung on a cross is 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 damned. Take the Greeks, the, Jewish, the Greeks you know I mean? were highly logic, right? Yeah. Right. A- a- logical. And, right. and they functioned under that premise of logic. When they heard right. Christ, <laughs> they scoffed at Paul, right? Yeah, it's like, it's just, like just, what are you talking about? You, you lost here? your mind. Yeah. Let's hear you again on this because yeah. this is crazy talk. Yeah. In other words, you, this mystery of Christ was so absurd that, that a, a child could understand it, <laughs> well, but a grown adult cannot. And, it, and it's today. It's today. It, it's never. It's guys. All- how many times have you had that conversation with a grown adult? I just don't understand how God could love me. It doesn't make sense to me. How how could God love John? Very often. So I've, often I've that, that happens. I had right. With my father. All the time. All the time. Father. Because there's a mystery. There's. Yep. I know I don't deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. And yet I am invited to be called righteous, to be declared righteous. Yep. Listen, I know me. Right, Clint Eastwood said, "A man's got to know his limitations." All right, I know my limitations. All right, that's the great prophet Clint Eastwood. You like that? Um, uh, a man's got to know his limitations. I know I'm not righteous, so how can God make me righteous? Certainly, there is a mystery there to it. The one who created me and forgave me let, died for me in my place, and you know, I mean, yeah. Here's the big point I want to make: there is the mystery of Christ continues today. And we can't allow ourselves. To, so many people think, well, I've got to fully understand all of it to be able to surrender my life to Jesus. No, we don't have to fully understand. Listen, there are things that I've thought I've fully understood that I've come to realize I don't understand nearly as much as I once did or thought I did. You know what I mean? We don't have to have it figured out. That's right. If we're waiting for clarity on all areas, Ooh, we we'll could, never get we, there. We could be waiting a long be, Because time. God's ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts, Scripture right. teaches us. Yep. Right, God, God will often take our imperfection and use it right to, to His good. It, we don't have to have it all answered, and that's why faith is such an important response to the gospel of Jesus yes, Christ. Is. Because faith says, "I don't have it figured out, but I'm going to trust that you're going to be there to handle it." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's and, the way and, it goes. And, and because this podcast is targeted to guys, let's just say this: I think men struggle with faith. With with, uh, with 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 letting go of things, palm down, palms down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of walking forward in that faith, I think men struggle with it because one, we have that tendency, that that natural uh, inclination to try to control and and own and dominate. I know I do. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I know I do. But you you can't do that, can you? With no, the gospel? You can't. No, you can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, no. You you can never have it figured out. So so men that are listening, don't allow the. The, the confusion or the mystery of the gospel to keep you from following Jesus. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, what I'm saying? Does. I think the writer, doesn't he say just a little bit further in Hebrews that, you know, Hebrews 6, 11, that without faith, it's impossible it's to please, impossible God. To please yeah. God. Yeah. And I think that also means in there to know him. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't. Yeah. So faith is walking forward, even though I, yeah. I don't have it all figured and, and, out. And, it, and if you had it, you wouldn't have it because that's not what faith is. Faith is what what does it say in Hebrews one? Faith is believing in what's not you know what yeah. you cannot yeah. see. Yeah. And you know, so I mean, very good. Look at verse four here because I think it's kind of neat. Again, we're talking about the gospel, the mystery of Christ being declared that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. I think that's a good challenge there for each and every one of us to think about because we're called to make disciples. We're called to share this gospel in our lives. I think it's a healthy practice for us to to sit down maybe with a pen and a paper and say, okay, how how could I make the gospel clear to some people? Let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Do you ever – don't take this wrong. I'm, I'm serious. Uh-huh. Do you ever, as a pastor – Think I, I got to do this better. Absolutely, absolutely. My yeah. big prayer. So, so my and big prayer is this. No, I'm no, no. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. My big prayer of the past several weeks is, as we go through the life of Jesus study, has been God, open doors for me, because I, well, I don't have a lot of interaction with unchurched people. My world is church, uh, uh, church, church. people, right? Yeah. In church and pastoral care and all that stuff. And so I've had a hard time. As we go through this life of Jesus study, I want to share the gospel with people. I want to. I want to. You know, part, most of the time, John, the problem isn't God opening the door; it's us realizing the door is open. And so, my prayer has been, God, give me fresh eyes. Yes. So, so just just an yes. example of this, right? Uh, last uh, Monday or Tuesday, I had to go to Lowe's to get stuff for the church, and I, I called Amanda and I said, "Honey, it's five fifteen or so." I'll be home in about 35 minutes. I've got to run to those and get something real quick, and I'll be back. She said, okay. And I, I run there. And of course, I've been praying, God, open doors, give me eyes. Open doors, give me eyes. I walk into those, and I was in there for an hour and a half to get a door. <laughs> an hour and a half. And finally, she, when I got home, she said, what, where have you been? I said, honey, you won't believe it. Everywhere I turned, somehow a conversation started, and I was able to start talking about Jesus in the church or whatever. <laughs> and she said, well, what are you talking about? I said, honey, I, I walked in. And everywhere I turned, it was like people were just coming over. Hey, man, are you from Cynthiana? I am. I noticed that because of your hat you were wearing. I grew up in Cynthiana. Oh, yeah, well, I'm a pastor at a church in Cynthiana. And we started talking about, you know, I, I mean, four conversations I had in loaves that night in an hour and a half. That's awesome. And I thought, holy cow. Yeah. Uh, isn't, yeah. Pray for God to open doors, yeah. and he will. But the biggest thing, doors are open, as Joe they, said. They are. Pray for God to open eyes so we can see and take advantage of those opportunities. And then respond. And then respond yeah. clearly. Clearly. Right? Yep. Clearly. Yes. Uh, that's Precisely. how I ought to speak, he says. Clear. And, and he continues on in verse 5, says, walk in wisdom toward outside outsiders. That sounds a little hateful. <laughs> outsiders. Well, it's the truth. <laughs> it the, is. He's speaking to a church right here, and and he's telling them, these outsiders, we need to walk in wisdom with them. And and what does that mean? How do we walk in wisdom with outsiders? You want my hot take? Yeah, what's your hot take? My, here's my hot take. Sometimes you're wasting time. Walking in wisdom means that you have to be able to be, the, to be discerning. When are you wasting your time and when are you not? Discerning. There are outsiders who are not interested in the gospel of Jesus. They're interested in what you can give me. That's right, and you have to walk in discernment and say, "Okay, I, I, I can't, I can't go down that road anymore." You see, I, that's not that's not the divine appointment. That's Someone right. wanting that's something. A, that's that's a red not. Light. You're that's right. A red it's light. not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. So, it is not. That's well, right. He made. Yeah, he made that perfect. The clear divine here. appointment is what 
you pray for and God allows Mm -hmm. and you see it and you walk through that door in faith. Make the best use of your time. If you, listen, you don't cast pearls to to, to the pigs. The swine. You know what I mean? You've got to use discernment and, and, and walk in wisdom. Wisdom is discerning outsiders. There are people outside of the faith. There's two elements there. One, let's point out the fact that, that Paul is using very uh, popular language for today, binary language, right? right. Insiders, outsiders, right? Yeah. Uh, there are insiders. Jesus says, the world will know your love by how you, my people, by how you love one another, right? Insiders. Our love should not be... It's not about how much I love outsiders. Jesus is 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 elevated and glorified by how we love insiders. We love each other by lat. The world sees the love that's had in the church of God, and they're drawn to it like flies to a light, right? Or and vice versa, it. they are repelled by, by the, the lack of love. With, yeah, there's such how a many lack people of love want and... nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ because they've seen church battles and fights. I, I had a guy today I, I was talking it. to I've... about Jesus, and he told me I don't go to church. I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. I don't go to church because of the political battles that go on within those walls. Mm-hmm. I said, brother, you need to come to my church. That's and right. Come and see what, yeah. what it's all about. That's right. He said, Doesn't have to be like he that. said Where, where's your church? I said, Leesburg. He said, that'd be quite a drive from Lawrenceburg. I said, it'd be worth it. The distance is worth the drive, <laughs> says so on our website. <laughs> but I check said, you're out. right. That you is quite a Yeah, it, it is. But, uh, um, um, but walk in wisdom with outsiders. Make the best use of your time. Sometimes that's, that's a hard battle, isn't it, Larry? I mean, it is. You're, it is. you're very missional in your, in your interactions day to day. You know, and I like to do, I like to, uh, it's very important. You know, to me, Witnessing and, God and sharing the gospel is very, very taxing because, I mean, I pour, I'm, I'm just praying, God, let my words be seasoned, speak only what you want spoken, and you get emotionally tied up with, and you find out these people are just wasting your time. And I know what Paul's talking about here. Yeah. We need, you know, when Jesus sent his disciples out, he said, listen, you go into a city, you find a house of peace, they receive you, you go in there, you don't leave, you stay there, do your, your work there. If they don't. He gives a very yeah. serious you, shake the dirt off, bum your feet, and move on, hit the road. So, yeah. and that's for us. Yeah. And I mean, I have I have seen people, and I have done that. I've learned a hard lesson about that. You can waste resources. Oh gosh, and yourself. On, yeah, it just pours it, so yeah. much out of you. You referenced a man of peace, right? Yeah. Uh, in that passage, and that's something that's often lost today. But but consider, there's a lot to it, and we could spend an hour and a half talking about the idea of a man of peace. But but here's here's the big deal. Uh, um, Joe Graves in your break room at work, right? Um, uh, it might be hard for you to go in as the lone Christian and start sharing the gospel with people. That can sometimes be hard. Uh, but we need to be praying for a man of peace or a woman of peace, a person of peace to to be there. And this is a person in missionary settings, for example. Uh, this is a person who has deep roots, who's trusted, who's listened to, uh, who opens that door, who's who who is a, uh, a a a connection point for an outsider to come into an insider. Is that a fair way Absolutely. to express it? Absolutely. The, the biggest goal, and it's not to walk in, start preaching Christ. The biggest goal is to come in. As let your life be a witness and be visible, be visibly a real Christian with the word, with, you know, your, your speech, Yeah. let your speech be seasoned with salt. Right. And, and, and to be that person that's living it out in front of them, 
people come to you. Oh, yeah. Yes. People approach that. Yep. And the, as much as they will approach that, they they are repelled by false yeah. people that are false. Yeah. Here's a neat example that I'm doing right now with Change for a Dollar. Change for a Dollar, a $1 for every person comes on campus. We turn around and bless people with it. I, I had a request a couple weeks ago of this guy, you know, this guy. He didn't request it, but friends of his that go to our church requested, hey, this guy's down and out. He needs a little bit of help. Can we help him? And I said, yeah, we can help him if you help him. They said, what do you mean? I said, we'll finance it, but I'm not sending them a check. And they looked at me you know, sideways, and I said, you. I'm going to give you the check for him, and you're going to go, and you're going to sit down with him, and you're going to share Jesus with him. You've got that relationship. Oh, that's beautiful. You've got that relationship. You're coming with a benefit of blessing to him, and you need to sit down and say why he's being blessed by the church. Because the church, Jesus loves him. Because Jesus loves him. And you and you sit down and you explain it to him. I could do that, I said, but he knows you. That's right. And they said, oh, we can do that? I said, yeah, we can do that. You can do that. Okay, okay. So they've been preparing for that. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow, that's cool. Listen, that's what it's, that's, yeah. that's what it's about. That's yeah. what it's about. Yeah. Uh, and so walk in wisdom with outsiders. This guy's an outsider to me, but he's an insider to them. Right. In that in that aspect, in that usage. You well, know that's, I mean? that's like anybody. That's like a young man that I'm discipling. Uh, as soon as he got saved, I said, now I want you in the next week, I want you to tell three of your unsaved friends about what's happened. And I said, do you think you can do that? He goes, I would like to do that. And I said, do it. Who else is more, who else is more suited for that than some not me to go to his family him because they know him they know the change and i mean so um, so good yeah so good that's that's a that's a must and then verse six joe in the esv what's that say oh he says let your speech always be gracious seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person that's what it says that's it it's it's the truth. Simple, simple, easy, right? Mm. There's no deeper oh. meaning there, right? We, we try we try to overcomplicate this stuff, but Paul knew full well that if you want to reach people, be wise in how you act. Be watch gracious your, with your watch speech. Watch your mouth. Yeah. And be, be an example. Season with salt. You want it to be appealing. You don't want it to be bland. You want it to be appealing so you know how to answer each person. So that's, I mean, that's, that, that is what it is. The person uh, that busts in and goes into a group of guys and goes, "Hey guys, let me tell you all about Jesus." Right now, there's a place for that, right? But there's a place that's for like it, yeah. too much seasoning in yeah. your in your food, right? Well, the it's, question is, does your speech draw people point. to you? That's really the thing. That's exactly does right. Does your speech, and it's not just your speech, but your your countenance, your the way you carry yourself, your um, your demeanor, or are you always leaning back and? Um, uh, you know, type well, thing. Well, listen, nobody's going to be drawn to that. Yeah. And if they are drawn to that, they're trouble. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Um, what my grandmother used to say, birds of a feather flock together, right? Uh, uh, what the people who are drawn to you reflect who you are. There's a good lesson, right? Are all my friends messed up and crazy and drama and issues and, <laughs> you know, running rampant sinful lives? Misery loves company. Listen, if if that's my reality around me, it it could be very well that I'm more closer. I'm closer to that than not. You know what I mean? And no, and notice that Paul here is trying to tell people you need to know how, how to answer each person. 
You yeah. know, it's not blanket, it's right? Not it's not a blanket. It, yeah. It's going to change a little. Your yeah. your approach to people has got to be customized for that yeah. person. Yeah. There, there's no one, two, three step here. This is how we're going to do it. I, I, I love those canned approaches for the gospel. It helps you with, with cold, 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 cold uh, contact, right? Right. But you're right, Joe. With with the the relationship ministry, you have to know where that person is at. And with that, I mean, even you know, one of the one of the uh, a really good one. I wouldn't say the best, but it very well could be. It's up there. And one of the easiest ones is your three circles idea, right? right? Yep. Uh, that's a great oh, tool. It is. It is. Uh, it's, and it's a it's a one two three type approach, but it's so easily customizable. Yep. To, oh, it is. You can. You, you know can what I mean. Run, you have real, real quickly exactly. in like forty-eight seconds. What are the three circles? Well, the first circle is is God created mankind in His image. Uh huh. The second circle is man sinned and broke that relationship with the Lord, and then that goes out into every different thing a man does. Mm-hmm. And then God, third circle, God sent His Son to pay for the penalty. And if we repent and baptized and follow after him then there's back to the circle where god created man in his image yeah it's that simple very simple and that but you can take that yeah and you can start in any circle i've done it on airplanes in two minutes i've done it in i've done it in airports i've done it on on a bus i mean and it's it's so simple but you can take that and turn that three minute conversation into an hour conversation or two or three hours that's right so or so, a lifetime, yeah. for, for that matter. I mean, if you're in it for the long haul with a person discipling them, that, that conversation carries on throughout the future. The, the rest of this chapter is, is kind of one of those passages where it's not really prescriptive of how we ought to live, but more so descriptive of what happened, right? It's Again, where this at. is a history thing. Uh, this is an element of history and the narrative of of what was going on in Paul's life and what's going to be happening here. And so... Um, I, I'll just run through it real quick. Yeah. Tychicus will tell you all about my activities. He is beloved, He is a beloved brother, faithful minister, and fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and, how we are, and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him, Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, um, they will tell you everything that has taken place here. So you see, he's just giving these final greetings here. He's just talking about the people in the church, like Aristarchus, my brother, uh, my fellow prisoner, uh, greets you, and Mark, my, the cousin of Barnabas, right? You remember Mark, the one that was on one of the early, uh, yep. and Missionary he turned back. Trips, yep. Yep. Yeah, one of the mission trips, he turned back, yep. right? <clears throat> Whom you have received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, and a guy named Jesus here, who is called Justice, uh, these are the only men in the circumcision among my fellow workers uh, for the kingdom of God, and they have been a comfort to me. Epaphras, right? The preacher, right? Yeah. Who is one of you, a servant of Jesus Christ, greets you, uh, always struggling on your behalf for his prayer, for in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and in Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, greets you, as does Demas. Give my greetings to the brothers in Laodicea 
and to Nympha and the church at her house, or in her house. When this letter has been read among you, have it also read in the church of the Laodiceans, and see that you also read the letter from Laodicea. Because he had sent one to them right there, but we don't have that. Lost in, in history, but it was important enough that Paul wanted those letters read in each other's company. And he says, and say to Archippus, uh, see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. Now, evidently, this Archippus was uh, not, not carrying through. And so often we see that, don't we, John, in, in ministry? We see somebody start the race, and much like Mark leaving the, the mission trip, they, they wane. They don't fulfill the, the requirements. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. Paul's encouraging this guy. You need to see to it that that you follow through in the mission that's been given to you. Um, and he says, and this is the thing that Paul puts in every one of his letters, right? This this signature line at the end of every letter. He says, "I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you." So that technically would have been the only part of the letter written in Paul's handwriting, most likely. Probably, probably, yeah. Most he probably likely. had to scribe the rest of it, and he did verses 7 through 18. Right, he hand, probably just wrote that, yep. wrote that out there. Yep. So just a little Good stuff. Addendum. Listen, these last 7 through 18, they're, they're, uh, they're descriptive of what was happening and who, what, when, where, why. Um, but there are some neat things in there, for example, letting us know who these people are. And what they've done, and yeah. what what they're doing, and and all that. So, good stuff. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty good stuff. Yep. Hey, uh, continue to join us uh, uh, on Monday nights here at the Hub uh, for Bold. Uh, when we come back, we will be in James. James, and, and so next podcast will be in the Book of James. Uh, God bless. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Bold Men's Podcast. <laughs>